Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Scarlet. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. I've got my drink. Well, now it's my turn to introduce Canoe, the 30, (laughs) Scarlett. Hello. She has joined the rest of us 30 something odds um, into the new decade of her life. New decade. Yeah. You know what I will say? I almost feel like the last few days it felt a bit liberating. It is an age you fear the moment you turn like 25, right? You're sort of like, <laughs> oh, it's upon the horizon. Oh, uh-huh. and it's like, it's obviously no different. It's not that bad. Um, it's not bad, but I wouldn't say it's no different. I feel. Do you feel older? Yeah. Not like aging or like, I, I, I don't the know. The way what it I is. feel older is I al- already feel like out of the bracket of the 20s. And obviously I am, mm. but like at least 29, you were clinging on for dear life. If someone was like 26, <laughs> but how old are you? You're like, oh, I'm 29. But now I'm 20- like, I'm so much older than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you're 29, you cannot, with any fiber of you, try and relate to a 21 year old. So what's the point in being in your 20s? Yeah. Who are just completely different entities. Yeah. Um, I feel like lockdown and everything aged me. I will say that. Yeah. Like physically, that period of my life physically. aged me. Physically. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I, I do feel like um, I'm older. How's, how's been the first what? three days yeah you know what it's not been too bad I'm exhausted Mm. and I I don't think that's age just kicking in but it's just been a busy few days and I'm I'm pretty tired um I already had gray hairs so you know that's true that's fine already had wrinkles so you know that's fine yeah um 
And luckily we still tick the same box. So that's fine. I think that's going to be a hard, hard day. Oh, because I think it... Because isn't it 25 to 34 29 to 34. Oh, is it? I and think it might be I a middle one. I think 35 is a different cohort. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely do. I, I got ID'd the day before my birthday, which yeah. was, you know, the ultimate treat. Where was um, that? At Waitrose. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I do always get ID'd if I buy alcohol. Yeah. Um, but she definitely was like, oh, do I need to see it? And I was like, You're, you can see my ID. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> oh, well, thank oh, you so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, congrats. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. And also, in the spirit of our last episode, when we mm. were talking about Omega the brand, you were gifted a vintage Omega watch. I was. A proper was. vintage, not like two years old, like a proper. Yeah, so it was like maybe my, well, not maybe, it was my dad's mum's. Mm-hmm. And she probably, well, she last wore it 40 years ago. So apparently the story behind this watch, she was an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. um, they, like, as a family knew that she'd made it when she bought herself this watch. It was like oh. a real, like, symbol of, like, yeah. that she had made it and she'd, like, elevated their class level mm-hmm. um, from being, like, really slumming it to, like, becoming oh. middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing yeah so I feel very I feel very lucky it's very sentimental and I never got to meet her as well so it feels very like a piece of history and I don't really have much like that in my family do you um my family's quite big on jewelry Mm. and um so I think more so like um we do get gifted jewelry as commemorative so when I was born I remember your 18th birthday yeah, so like this has happened throughout my life though. Like when I was born, I was given gold bangles that I used to wear permanently. Um, and then like when I was 18, my dad got me a ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like things like that. Uh, what else? Oh, I got like a bangle for like other birthdays and things. So yeah, um jewelry is quite commemorative to us. Like my mm-hmm. dad gave his ring to my sister and um, my mum bought herself a watch as like a kind of gift to herself. So yeah, I think jewelry is um, is quite um, an important one. And like for also, my gran has I think my gran had some jewelry and she had it melted down and made into like. Well, my mum had it melted down for her, and made into like a pendant and like a longer chain. Oh wow! So um, yeah, I think it's like more so than maybe your family. Have you have you seen? Yeah. I'm actually also like a really big believer in um, that if you get given jewellery as well to make it into something that you would wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I think that I am quite a sentimental person, but also what good is like some gaudy ring like doing in your drawer if yep. you'll never wear it. But if you turn it into a necklace or if you turn it into some earrings or whatever or a brooch, whatever, yeah, it like repurpose it. It's still mm-hmm. the same stones. Like the setting isn't the, the sentimental thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm a I'm a big believer that you should make like repurpose something. Things shouldn't just live in a drawer the way they were. Yeah, and also jewelry can get a bit scuffed and like dented yeah. and things after years. So yeah, getting it re kind of rejigged 
is also always a good idea. Like the royals do it. Mm. They're always repurposing those diamonds. Yeah, they are. They are actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have also done something significant. Oh, I signed up to the gym. <gasps> First time in two years, in over two years, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm going to restart my spinning career. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm going to be on it again. Watch her spin. It's <laughs> great. And there's a picture of a picture of me on my phone um, of when I was in Spain and I was wearing shorts, like, you know, those bicycle shorts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was all the rage like a few years yeah. ago. I was wearing bicycle shorts and my thighs looked so toned. You know, the muscle around your knee. And you're like, I can tell there's muscle there. I was just like, I need to get back to that. Because it's, as I said, it's really, I feel like I've aged in my body. (laughs) And if I don't do something to maintain it through like yoga and spinning and all of that, then it's just going to go downhill quickly, isn't it? I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. You can't just, you can't rely on just like hope anymore. I I can't. Like, you know work's got to be put in there yeah, yeah. I hear you yeah. Um, yeah and I was thinking actually that we should have an episode about gym wear yeah I know that this is your area of speciality and I, yeah I actually have quite a lot to say on gym wear and the fact yeah. that like yeah I, yeah and I think you could teach me the ways because I am very bad I'm the person who goes to the gym in like random shorts and a really baggy t-shirt so that's what so <laughs> The start of my gym journey was like that. I used to wear, well, and I was also really trying like get in shape. I'd been traveling and I'd put on a little bit of weight and I wasn't like the most confident. Mm-hmm. But I also always just used to wear like my dress code anyway, just used to kind of be a big oversized top and like skinny jeans. Yeah. So I sort of my gym etiquette was the same of like, I'd wear a giant t-shirt that used to be my brother's and then like gym leggings. Mm-hmm. And then the evolution of like, then when you feel more confident in your body and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to wear like head to toe tight Gymshark stuff because for me, that's a bit too much like attention on my physique. So I've always just shied away from buying anything like Mm. that. Um, But yeah, I think we can get into the discussion fully and you can teach me the best brands (laughs) and the best, the best looks. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah. What's your fashion story? So my fashion story is we have just had like the a big society wedding of Nicola Petz and Brooklyn <gasps> Beckham. Oh yes. The billionaire's daughter and the footballer's son. And I didn't realize she's older than him. By a few years? How how many years? She's like 27, he's 23, 24, but still like hmm. I'm surprised at that. I am, but you know, because her dad's also a much older man. Mm. So you'd Freudian wise, you'd think maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And let's let's say it like Brooklyn Beckham's not mature for his age. No, but you know these like <laughs> Hollywood kids grow up quicker than us normal kids. I feel they just experience. They, they're stuff, they're making like, money before like we are and all of that stuff. Yeah, they earn. Sense. They like own their own houses at the yeah. age of twenty and their own cars and all of that stuff. And so true. So the bride wore Valentino. I need to Google this. Give me a second because um, I have not even. It gef- definitely gives me quite modern Grace Kelly vibes. Am I saying that maybe because she's blonde, small, like petite and tall? Um, probably, but they were sort of. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm looking at Vogue. Um, I will say that, sorry to cut you off, but um, the Beckham. Yeah. The space. Brooklyn. He's Brooklyn. Who are you talking about? Brooklyn. Romeo is the other one. Oh, his blonde bleached hair. The younger one. Oh, Cruz. Is so good looking. And Brooklyn did not get the looks. I'm sorry. (laughs) You think Cruz is good looking? Or you talk about Romeo with the bleached blonde hair? Mm, Maybe it's Romeo. I think you talk about Romeo. Yeah. I can't remember their names. I just remember their faces. Um, but Brooklyn looks like any guy from London, doesn't he? Can I, my biggest bugbear, and I don't like this trend anyway, but I especially don't appreciate it for a wedding. Yeah. He obviously, he like clearly like shaves into his eyebrow. Oh. And I just think there's a time and a place in your wedding day is not a time and a place to have like that sort of like style of eyebrow. But what if he couldn't grow it back in time? Oh, of course. But like, there's also makeup. Um. But like, do you remember that f- craze of when we were younger and people would like shave like a slit in their eyebrow? Sure. Mm-hmm. So just it gives me real like intense flashbacks to a, a sad time because <laughs> that wasn't a good look for anyone. Um, but yeah, carry on with the dress because I've got an image now. So yeah, she wore Valentino and she looked beautiful. She is a beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very demure. So mm-hmm. how you say it? Demure? Demure? Demure. Tamir. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she looked stunning, she looked graceful. Um, and he was in like black tie, tails, mm-hmm. very smart. Um, but my main aspect of this fashion story is that Vicky B. Oh, of course. She seized this opportunity, okay? So oh. not only was VB wearing the first ever couture. Victoria Beckham dress. <gasps> hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to. Find and it. when I say couture, like it's a slinky dress with some lace on it, in my opinion. But still, it's the first time the house has done like couture. Oh, it's the the uh, silver one with the lace on. The, yes. Oh, I wouldn't say that's couture. Well, we've in our couture episode, we made the distinction that to truly be called couture, you have to be part of the couture. You have to be yeah. stamped to say you're a couture. So I, I guess maybe it's like custom. Yeah. But still, like it's made to measure whatever, la la la. But I'm sure they yeah. make loads of her clothes to measure. Yeah. Uh, but it's bes- a bespoke gown. Mm-hmm. And then she also had many guests kitted out in VB. 
which is what we like to see. She was she wasn't just having a family wedding. She was she was there. She was thinking. She was yep. on the feet. She had yep. Eva Longoria. Her mum wore a bespoke outfit. Romeo's girlfriend wore Victoria Beckham, and one or two wedding guests. I like it, and I liked to see that she's working hard. You know, mm-hmm. and I just thought, to, like, a if I could afford Victoria Beckham, that's what I would be wearing to that wedding as a homage to VB. But I just thought that's really great that she, and like, she's not been shy about it. She's posted about it today. All of the people who've worn her looks and like more of that than obviously about the wedding. And mm. I just think, yeah, we're all here to work, you know? <laughs> um, It makes sense to me. Like, why not? Yeah. Um. You could even call your Victoria Beckham outfit as a wedding favor if you don't have to pay for it and she's gifting you something. I don't know. If, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that, that works. Great guest gift. Yeah. Um, I, the dress that she, you know, is bespoke to her, mm. it, you know, it's not fussy. It's, mm-hmm. n- I like it, but it looks like a night slip, doesn't it? The yeah. only thing that's kind of different is that it's like a true metallic silver, um, which is quite nice. But apparently it was meant to resemble moonlight. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> um yeah. the um Beckham boys, all four of them mm-hmm. look great. Smart, yeah. Yeah. She looks stunning and she's mm-hmm. wearing them platform Valentino shoes which i think is very like youthful and quite yeah cute. um her dad's a bit of a off-brand jeff goldblum with that silver hair and the, <laughs> the black and the black glasses <laughs> but um yeah no fashion surprises in my opinion like there's no like oh my god it's pretty safe it's pretty classic um but more I just loved that VB just used her opportunity Mm -hmm. to just have a little plug and it makes sense because people are going to be googling what yeah and it's been like one of the most talked about things over the last few days what I will say is though I have a real gripe with this and I actually think we should maybe talk about this in an episode Mm -hmm. that the dress that she's wearing is like one of those as they're super popular at the moment and were in the 90s sort of came from the I guess they were used to be inspired by like a silk nighty or negligee mm-hmm. and they have now become like evening wear the silky like silk slip yeah, dresses silk. however what are you meant to do if you have breasts that aren't fake or itty bitty oh. Oh, oh, oh and it just like it really annoys me that it's a huge trend yeah. And no one really ever acknowledges, like, where are my boobs went meant to go? Yeah. And I know, like, you don't have to necessarily wear a bra. But for me, I wouldn't look nice that way. No, they really need to expand the straps because the straps, that's the problem. The straps yeah. are so thin that you can't really wear a supportive bra underneath the dress. And um, strapless bras are so bulky because obviously they're, like, moulded and whatever. And they like come up so high normally that then you would see it. So I feel like they just hasn't really been. 
I kind of almost even want like an influencer or somebody or like a brand to go, you know, those lovely dresses that like you only have to have, you have to have fake boobs to pull off. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. found the solution. Cause I think a lot of fashion, like there's so many things we're like, well, where does my bra go? Oh my God, I can't wear pants with that. And there's so many things we're like, the average person doesn't have fake tits yeah. and like zero fat on their body. So mm-hmm. can you tell us? how we can wear this i will say that a slip dress that's like cut on the bias mm. um is actually quite flattering yeah. to like fuller figures yeah no for I sure it is like in the like, where uh, have they put their boobs or like that's what? the boobs thing isn't it that's really the issue so i've like recently discovered a few videos on tiktok where someone shows how to like use boob tape to try and create a bra and they show you it for different tops but still i don't think that's good like if I'm walking down the street it might hold me in if I went to a wedding and I'm dancing that's sure as hell not gonna but you remember when um oh my god sorry um Venus Williams yeah not (laughs) Uh, um she doesn't dress well anyway (laughs) (laughs) but she looks cute here in this in in her little day outfit anyway um what was I gonna say uh Kim K back in the day used to like tape her boobs up mm-hmm. it's not the most practical solution because rem- just think of the sweat and the straps yeah but um i think, I think boob now, tape is probably the secret savior that people don't reveal yeah exactly i think now that there are brands that are coming up with more and more kind of adhesive options but just just to kind of like smooth out the under boob so you don't feel like it's as as saggy and to cover mm. the nips it's not going to give you the fuller kind of rounded the shape you want necessarily shape yeah. that you're used to but it's gonna like not make you feel like your your tits by your ankles <laughs> at the very least no, I think right. for me it's more like they might be fine from the beginning but then by like gravity sort of like (laughs) would get in the way at some point so you might it's like anything right just before you eat your stomach looks great in a dress or something like that and then you've eaten a bit had a few drinks and you're like that's not how I thought I left the house um and it's Mm. the same like if you're not wearing a bra like your boobs don't necessarily sit in the exact place you want them to always sit Um, yeah but you know Victoria doesn't have these issues no she doesn't um but yeah We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Starloves of Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode, and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. week we are talking about buying and selling on tiktok Mm -hmm. 
Now, we've spoken a lot about TikTok because we both love TikTok. It's a great place. Um, But for me, none of the people that I follow or none of my suggested videos really have much to do with actually buying junk on the app. Neither. Um, I don't get suggested like those teenagers dancing on the app either. Maybe I just live in another like parallel universe on TikTok, but... Or maybe you completed the algorithm pretty well. It's never been suggested to me. Has it been to you? All those, Dance, like, the dancing stuff, yeah. Um, but that's when it also was in like lockdown and that stuff was going very viral. Oh, is it? Um, I have a weird breadth of stuff that gets like suggested to me. But I would say, yeah, I don't really get much like interactive shopping stuff mm. um, that I'm all that I'm aware of. Yep, neither do I. But I did come across a live that was suggested to me. And it was this woman, I believe she's based out in China, and she was selling designer scarves. Now, don't sue me. But designer? <laughs> I'm pretty sure these weren't genuine designer scarves because <laughs> she was selling them at £30 a pop. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but that kind of just inspired us to talk about, you know, this big trend of buying and selling on what is arguably the most popular app out there right now. Yeah. So at the moment, there's also like a real trend of a hashtag for your video of TikTok made me buy it. Mm. That is really doing the rounds. And it like presents itself in the algorithm probably like with all the most popular videos. And so that just shows that like the phenomenon there is with TikTok and of course like YouTube, you then get people monopolizing on it. And that took YouTube a while, I would say to monopolize and have ads and integrate all of that. And Instagram has been a bit quicker and TikTok is huge. And so, of course, they're going to adopt that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even during lockdown, those TikTok leggings. Oh, yes. We had the, the ruched bit, which made your bum look big. They were gross. Like, they weren't nice, but everyone got them because they just wanted to make a TikTok wearing them. Yeah, But that is because it because a video on TikTok can go viral for kind of no damn reason, Mm -hmm. it makes so much sense to have like a shopping thing on there too, because say it's just me, the the beauty of TikTok is on like YouTube or Instagram, it's a hard graft. You don't go viral overnight. It's a graft. Mm -hmm. You have to grow your platform slow and steady. Um, Whereas on TikTok, I could post a video of me using like a certain beauty product and that could go viral overnight. And then everyone wants to know what product that was. And then that product can sell out and then people won't know me again for two years. Yeah. And so, of course, you got to you got to get in on that. Yeah. Well, I think the nature of technology and apps and social media is that they are going to find ways to make money, these app developers, because these apps are free for us to use and upload and to be entertained by. And so it's inevitable that at some point 
they're going to introduce new features to the apps that enable us to shop, um, to sell things, to recommend products, to get commission via all of that stuff is it's just inevitable that it's going to happen like as you said it took a long time for YouTube to kind of implement like memberships and sponsored content and all of that Mm. and um but you know Facebook did it and and Snapchat did it and all of that um what's really um interesting is that for the West at least TikTok is like the newest kid on the block when we talk about like mega apps like super popular apps it's only really since like covid that you know our hemisphere (laughs) really in any like full force jumped on tiktok Mm. from my understanding from what i'm like aware of um and so it still works like face like um sorry like instagram used to in that you were you were suggested things solely on your interests and the algorithm feels still quite organic as you said like people can just put up content that really resonates and it spreads like wildfire and people who's only got like a thousand followers can have that one video that's got like five million views Mm. because it's just like more organic and people are just sharing it and loving it as opposed to you know the hard toil that you have to do yeah youtube and all of that like it's so much more difficult to become popular on those other platforms i think so yeah i i can i think it was just inevitable that you were going to get a shopping shopping features on here what i will say is that the hashtag tiktok made me do it as you said it makes me wonder, and I'd like to hear your opinion. Like, it, I think it just encourages people to buy this stuff, not because they actually want it, but because they're just trying to hop on the trend. Yeah. And in turn, it makes that item popular, even if it's shit. Yeah. So it's, it's in no way a good indication of whether, like, should I buy that myself? You know, like, at least with YouTube, you were watching quite lengthy reviews on something Mm -hmm. and you feel like you have a you can get a better understanding of whether that product is for you on tiktok it's mostly just like oh i i've bought this two liter water bottle (laughs) and even though i'm never going to drink this much water in my life Mm. um i've bought this water bottle because i know this is the trend you know it's yeah what's your thought yeah, no, I think that's actually so true because even when it comes to like the dance videos or whatever, that it doesn't, you don't necessarily like the song you're doing a dance to. It doesn't, it has no affiliation to anything. You just hop on what's a trend and what's viral. Um, and I guess the equivalent of that on YouTube used to be like different tags that would do the round probably like five years ago. But now it's sort of, yeah it'll be like, I bought this. Let me tell you like what it was like. And even just bought this, but this is what I received. And I think because of this nature of like, especially TikTok is a younger person platform. We're probably not the right age for it. Being in our thirties. Speak for yourself. Um, But a lot of the aim of the game is sort of, 
thinking that your career could be on social media or sort of mm. n- the numbers game we're quite fortunate that that's that wasn't too prominent in our lives like how many people like our picture or anything like that yeah and um, so if you're like well if I buy that and make a TikTok then like guaranteed this or whatever I think just people people love that idea Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, then you get people buying things just for the sake of it. Um, which is ironic because actually you don't need that for TikTok, in my opinion. You don't that, yeah. I think that is an Instagram YouTube thing of the trends. Yes. But the different things that are viral, there are people on TikTok who make like ASMR videos, there are people who make those quick cooking videos there are girls who show you their zara halls there are people who do dances there are people who just like prank their friends there Mm. are people who sing on it it is not like it is so diverse you can find your niche yeah and you can blow up for a reason that you would have never expected so it's kind of the one platform i almost feel like you don't need to follow in the footsteps of someone and actually um unique um, mm-hmm. ideas are probably the most welcomed mm-hmm. but yeah but we're all suckers and we're all trained to think that way I guess in some capacity um but yeah I mean I'm guessing you've never bought something after no. seeing on TikTok no as I said I'm not really um my TikTok algorithm doesn't actually suggest those shopping videos to me or like buy this sort of thing Mm. I don't get suggested that at all um I also I'm the sort of person who likes to train my algorithm like I don't Mm. like things I don't like and I skip ads all the time yeah because I'm hoping that it will get the picture (laughs) um which it does um so no I haven't really been exposed to much shopping and I will say that even if they suggested a lot of hauls videos and shopping videos, it wouldn't interest me. It's just not conducive. The platform and like its format is not conducive to getting entertaining content for hauls. Like YouTube is that place. Mm. I think haul videos and shopping videos on YouTube are like a relaxing experience, you know, not a three minute video with music in the background <laughs> or like, you know, like the most popular music Mm. clip in the background so um no but also my second thought is doing research for this video I realized that most of the stuff that's being flogged if you search like hashtags and stuff you can easily just get from AliExpress have you ever been on AliExpress yeah yeah okay cool everyone's shops on AliExpress um you could just go there and I I don't know it just seems like you've walked into one of those you know those random shops where you buy like random stuff like a pound land almost yeah <laughs> and they're trying to tell you to buy this for 99p buy that for 99p and you're like don't need to really <laughs> yeah I think and also I guess I think it works maybe for something like a beauty product. Um, I think yeah. beauty products like a mascara or something like that. It's really quick and easy um, to do that with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, 
there's a fine balance that I was reading up about this before the episode that they've got to strike the right balance of people just like TikTok for escapism. It's like anything. We like YouTube for that. And so if your favorite YouTuber is just constantly flogging you stuff, it gets a bit annoying. Mm -hmm. And so for TikTok, they've got to find that balance too, that you don't want every single video to be pushing your product, have a link to like click all of that stuff. So it's got to find the right balance of us still like us forgetting that we're a consumer because Mm. of course business is business but also like I kind of just do want to see like funny videos about dogs or someone cooking a great meal or someone making pasta from scratch without Mm. someone trying to sell me a pasta maker or you know (laughs) yeah yeah I I mean Instagram really doesn't care about balance it will sell you something I hate at the moment that Instagram shows too many people I don't follow on my feed <gasps> it's the sponsored posts no but it's the, not even sponsored it's like a suggestion like, I guess to follow and I'm, yes. I don't follow you for a reason like I leave know. me be I want to I want to see uh, listen I would sign my name on the petition for Instagram to go back to chronology mm. in a heartbeat apparently you can do it now apparently I heard they were thinking about doing if it if you click I the Instagram sign Sorry, listeners, this is very important. Go on. And you press following. So I press the Instagram sign. Following, yeah? Then that gives you a chronological order timeline. What? (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And this is just people I know. The people that you follow, yeah. Stop it. This is amazing. But you know what has made me realise? I follow too many people that I couldn't give less of a shit about. (laughs) But that's the thing, because you haven't seen their content in so long. Yeah, and I haven't engaged with it clearly. So, like, I've not seen it or, yeah, so. Oh, this is me. I'm going to do some housekeeping. Yeah, I need to do some housekeeping, yeah. But But also, the beauty of TikTok, really, is although I do follow some people... I actually never go on my following followed page because they find their way onto my for you page anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's sort of something way more organic and like, that's what I want from TikTok. Mm-hmm. Instagram. I want to see the people that I've asked to see mm-hmm, TikTok. Okay. I kind of want you to surprise me or send me a video yes. in my way that I don't really like know. So yeah. that's quite hard in terms of shopping if I don't yeah. even know what content I want to consume for you to send me the appropriate product. But that's the thing about shopping is both of us, yeah. we, we admit. They push something on you that you didn't even realize you wanted. <laughs> didn't know you needed, but now you need it. Um, we both have a lot of clothes and we know we have a lot of clothes and we know we don't mm. need it, but that doesn't stop us. And if we see something enough times. I know. And that it's nice and you someone know, styled it well. Instagram knows I'm going on holiday is... It's oh, hard yeah. work. It's yeah, hard yeah. work. <laughs> no days off for Mark. Marky Mark. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think that there's like a magic that could be captured there on TikTok that mm. if you suggest things to me that are genuinely cool and that I like, 
and it just springs up on my for you page that could be a really good way of getting to people because right now I think we're getting a little bit like I speak for millennials like we're getting Instagram fatigue and as we move on to TikTok and there's a lot of older people on TikTok as well um I think being surprised could really work on us that's Mm -hmm. when they're gonna get our money but we have to move away from like cheap AliExpress objects that might work for teenagers who have limited funds who just want cute things for their bedroom who um I don't want to order something that's worth three pounds but it's going to take me 10 weeks to get here yeah exactly and I that's the thing I think that I know we're comparing apps but I think it's necessary Instagram has done a really good job like a concerted effort to capture ads are far too expensive for me to own yeah exactly luxury fashion because they have like a fashion director who like the sole purpose oh I get sent such beautiful brands that I wish I could afford yeah exactly and the the curation of everything really lends itself to that whereas like yeah TikTok is very much like oh you like this it's actually only cost you 33p it's relatable it's the relatable app isn't it yeah Um, it's like when they do I also think you can very much tell that it's like a, a Chinese founder and a Chinese company sure. because obviously a AliExpress is a Chinese company yeah, and it just, it just has that different, like I, I actually get on TikTok, this lady, I, I'm not sure where she's from, but she basically has, I feel like she maybe lives in like Korea just because of how like uniformed everything is, um, <laughs> which is probably a bit of a weird thing to say, but she literally has, a gadget for everything oh my god yes she gets suggested she like walks into her house yeah and And then like she's got her house shoes and then she's got like something that dispenses toothpaste for her she's got something that does this and it's it's amazing it's It's mad that these things exist but I also think all those things cost her about two pounds yeah like I don't so that's what it makes me think of it's like tiktok is is because it was born in a like in like the Chinese culture mm-hmm. they like haven't I guess yet got regional managers to redirect mm-hmm. adverts or something I don't know but mm-hmm. it's a very yeah, it's like a very different feel from Instagram we're all getting those same videos yeah like, that everyone in China's getting I know yeah yeah, yeah true <laughs> but I you're right that, that lady think, is very organized it's, it's yeah, not my you, life but you're right in that TikTok might not be the high fashion girl that we're used to over on Instagram but their niche is definitely that here's the gadgets for your home that you're going to need because I love those videos yeah I I don't get enough of them but they're great am I going to buy all that shit no because it's more things for me to clean in my house but I'm going to be like where's that toothpaste dispenser where's that mop for my shower it's actually only three pounds oh my god it's only this yeah yeah if they could like you know how they do in instagram where everything is tagged and you can click on the on the ticket and then it takes you to the website they implemented that for those videos i think that that would be their niche Yeah. yeah but you're right um it's not as polished and therefore we're not but I think spend it's, more, our money. it's more human mm, and is. so for me it's not going to pull me in because actually I think I respond better actually to a polished thing aspirational yeah 
For I sure. don't want the life I have. I want someone else's life. But like, yeah, I, ju- I think that is it though. You want you want aspirational things like even, like I was saying this to my flatmate, she's like, oh, I really wanted like this kind of jacket when I went away. And I was like, this is what we do. We envisage that we're someone mm. else when we go somewhere. And like, even like I'm going away in two weeks. I'm like, oh, I want to get some nice swimwear because I'm going to look toned. Mm. How am I going to get toned in two weeks? No, it's not going to happen. But I'm like believing this lovely swimwear will make it happen. And it's just like, it's madness, but that's what we've been sold. Mm. And you would kind of rather be sold that than, oh, well, I could buy those house shoes that are two pounds and have them in every color. And then I could have that weird, like toothpaste dispenser and a dispenser for this and then a, mm. a cage for that and everything has its place. Um yeah I think I hope that TikTok retains that level Mm, of humanity yeah humanity and just like normality as well because I think that's really where it thrives and back onto my point about the lady who came up on my for you page and it was a live and she was flogging her goods yeah not her goods but you know her (laughs) 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 she was flogging her goods (laughs) Um, she was selling fake designer scarves and handbags so she had like the lady dior she had lv scarves gucci scarves all of this and there was like a thousand people watching this live or maybe even more but it was like a significant number of people people were commenting constantly and she would say oh this is item number nine she would put it on she would model it and people would get a sense of what the product felt and and like felt on the body yeah Mm -hmm. and I think that's another example of how shopping on TikTok is more relatable because on Instagram, we have this, uh, not imposter syndrome, but like fake it till you make it. Mm. People aren't so forthcoming as much. I think partly because of policy guidelines on the app, but people aren't going to say, this is a, this is a fake. It's trying to be dual, but it's actually fake. And I bought it from this shop. I think policy guidelines would come down on you hard and say you cannot be selling or promoting fake items because of copyright. So people are less likely to get on Instagram and say, I bought this dupe, I bought this fake, and here you can buy this fake in the same place. Yeah. Whereas, so what happens on Instagram is like we fake this rich lifestyle. You know, people are buying fakes or they're... um, getting things on loan or they're borrowing things or they're buying things and then doing outfit like outfits of the day and then returning it back to the shop pretending like they can afford this lifestyle whereas on tiktok it's like girls i know you don't have the money i don't have the money but let me let me tell you where i got this yeah. pound lv let stuff me from. tell you how to africa <laughs> <laughs> yes so it's like we're all just like we're all living the same life the same reality on tiktok and we're not ashamed about it it's like you know when we have those videos like stitch this and tell me like when was the last time you did it's those really relatable videos yeah and so i think that's that's like it could only happen on tiktok to blatantly Mm. sell fakes Mm. yeah so true and actually so many viral videos even are like people being like they're making fun of somebody who has bought 
a gadget that isn't necessary. So one guy that I often get, it will be, I don't even know what a good example is, but it will be something that's, they've got a certain type of maybe grater for their cheese or they bought a certain type of knife. Oh, great example, a bagel slicer. Okay. And so someone's doing a video of like trying to be like Emily Marico or whatever her name is. Um, I love her, by the way, but I don't know what her name is. Um, and so you, someone's doing like making a bagel, preparing it. And then he's like, hang on. And he looks up how much a bagel slicer is and it's maybe $40. Okay. And he's like, hang on, come with me for a second. Yeah. And he goes into the kitchen and gets just a regular butter knife, regular yeah. dinner knife and cuts the bagel open. And he's like, you spent $40 on something yeah. that you already you already have the means oh, to do in your t- kitchen. Mm. And I think only on TikTok, there can yeah. be videos going viral, berating people, spending on those. Like That's the beauty of it, right? So then these shopping things, and I guess naturally do fall to be more like AliExpress and knockoffs and things, because it is, it's the people's platform. Should we call it that? The people's platform. Oh, it's that's, that's a good tagline. Oh, hi, me TikTok. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Um, trademark. Today's date and time. It uh, is yeah, 12. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that, there's something really nice about that um Mm -hmm. and also I guess it's got to be distinctive it's got to be different because obviously Facebook and Instagram are owned by the same place I don't really visit Facebook but I imagine it does a pretty similar thing to Instagram I don't know despair (laughs) (laughs) I don't go on Facebook at all so if I don't say happy birthday to you it's because I don't know when you're birthday. The only reason I have I Facebook is to remember birthdays. However, <laughs> I do need to export them off there because fewer and fewer people are on there to remember mm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so also what I did see on, on TikTok is someone or some company or whatever, they were saying, oh, I bought, you know, I bought this um, item it was like I bought it just for 99p there's a lot of 99p hauls and I saw they they had bought real techniques brushes and I was that's gotta be a fake yes must be and I was like who wants who's to doing a fake of those sis- hmm? who's doing a fake of that someone um if you get successful enough someone's gonna yeah rip off your stuff wow Um, they looked very real they looked very real um but yeah and then there's this other shop called now rain that i came across today and their website is like you know the cheap side of asos (laughs) the cheap side of asos yeah not like the brand under 10 pound stuff yeah yeah um their website looked just like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Some of this stuff looks kind of good. Now, will it look good when it turns up? I don't know. But there's, a, you know, more and more businesses in the West are trying to hop on this 
TikTok trend because they see how viral things mm. can go. Um, but I think that there's a lot of these cheaper brands which are actually doing well. It's not all just about knockoff and AliExpress items. I think there are genuinely some cheaper retailers, like fashion retailers, that are making decent money off TikTok. And I think we're only just going to see more of that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And also there's probably so many of those sorts of websites that we aren't aware of. Um, I only found AliExpress through TikTok. Seriously? Is that recent? Recent development? Like maybe a year and a half ago, two years. Mm. Yeah. Someone was doing some like journaling, some nice stickers. Oh, <laughs> listen, that's the place to go for planner stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but... The also like the funny thing is, is that some like, oh, it's from AliExpress. And obviously everything is only like £1.99p. But someone's ordered like 50 quid's worth of stuff from there, you know, oh, like yeah. it's it's madness. Yeah. So it's still when... is indulgent and it's still um it's not like someone spent three pounds. And also the shipping, I guess, is probably more than that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I it definitely don't I don't like... think I'd ever if TikTok sort of had their own, how we talked about Amazon fashion last week, again, that's not something I would be on board with. I think it's fine to provide a link. Mm-hmm. Um, should they maybe curate them? Probably. Um, but it's also, it's the people's platform, isn't it? You're really going to milk that, aren't you? I'm going to really milk that. You know. <laughs> I'll put that on our Instagram. Um but yeah, with TikTok, there is like this whole other side. Um, and I'm sure you get suggested videos on it. And it's more like I get a lot of fashion history videos. And one that I came across today was a video about this woman. She buys vintage and she has an Elsa's, a vintage Elsa Scarparelli coat. And she actually, I'm going to let you in on something. She said that there's a website called Vintage Fashion Guild. And if you want to buy secondhand or vintage stuff, you can go through their like library of their database. Let's say the fashion database and see what year the garment was made based on like the label and its details and things. And I was like, wow, I get a whole education about fashion and not just fashion, but also like vintage furniture Mm. on TikTok. And I think that, particularly in like the west there's like massive scope to kind of like monetize that yeah no definitely like especially if they're like you're saying those things are uh, successful and they're doing well Mm -hmm. that's all we're going to do anyway is monetize it Mm -hmm. um but also that's I guess the beauty isn't it a website that you've never discovered before and that's that's why this shopping platform is on here because mm. videos are finding you that maybe wouldn't on a regular algorithm and so yeah. then it is so much more opportunist for different website dif- different shop fronts whatever to be found by somebody who wouldn't ever normally find them when mm. it com- comes to the Facebook or Instagram algorithm um so it's a huge it's a huge potential for somebody to be for for this platform to kind of be as accessible um and 
random as it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also I, I wouldn't mind betting that sort of, I know Instagram stuff is very sort of, oh, you've been looking at swimsuits, here, swimsuits. Mm-hmm. But I also wouldn't mind betting that we get quite similar adverts from time to time. Whereas I would feel like TikTok is such a unique algorithm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it, in my head, nobody gets the videos I get on Instagram, uh, on, on TikTok. Yeah, because I've engaged with it in a different way than you have, in a different way that like the next person has. So we've mm-hmm. all got our unique timeline. Whereas I think that's only so true on a platform like Instagram. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right but then these viral videos are going viral because lots of us are watching this. i know i know it's, it's tough it's tough believe that we've got this unique combination of video mm. um but yeah anyway that's what makes it exciting and it'll be interesting to see how this de- this app develops and no doubt rivals instagram because instagram's already trying to implement a lot of features from tiktok on yeah. over there but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it develops into something much more. It could be like the Weibo. You know how in China? That's know, that's what I feel like it is, is yeah. it really reminds me of that anyway. And it's because like for people who don't know, Weibo is basically, it's your Facebook, it's your Instagram, it is your shopping platform, it has your car details saved, it you do everything on there. It's your WhatsApp, like everything. It's like WeChat, Weibo, all everything is on this one platform. And yeah. so then it almost has great created this, the most perfect algorithm because it knows how you spend your money because your bank details are tied to it. It knows what your friends talk about because your WhatsApp's attached to it. It knows what you're consuming because you're on Instagram on it, et cetera, et cetera. And TikTok gives me that kind of a it's a much more watered down vibe but it's it feels heavily inspired by WeChat and Weibo yeah yeah definitely I agree but yeah you got anything else on the uh, TikTok topic I just I just don't need another platform pushing pushing me to buy for something you know Oh God! How yeah. do you feel in a no spend? How does that feel for you when you're trying? To oh well, let's not. not talk about my no spend. <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't to like drag you. Um, but how is it as a person on a no spend sort of cycle? I don't, I don't even know if I can even say I'm on a no spend anymore. Who's trying to consciously buy less? Okay. Um, how is it? that you go on any social platform and it is trying to push you to buy something when you're trying to be in a different mindset yeah tiktok as i've kind of mentioned i'm not it's not working the adverts the adverts are a bit too blatant really yeah they don't they never really encourage me to buy stuff um it's more the insidious advertising that does um so TikTok, I don't have a problem with because most of the videos that are suggested to me are completely unrelated to buying stuff that I could ever get my hands on. It's just like vintage fashion or it's like the most random life events, mm. and random stories. Instagram, however, a lot of the people I follow 
are in a completely different tax bracket to me. <laughs> and I just, I, they're aspirational. And at most they would encourage me to buy like the cheaper version. Be like, oh, I'd love to recreate that look. Yes. Or um, I, you know, I might hold out and buy that in six months when I have an event to go to or something like that. Um, but so yeah I don't too much have that problem unless I like it's gonna sound weird but it's like unless I let it into my heart you know no (laughs) it's it's one of those things where the moment you start to think to yourself like I'm open for buying something is when you're gonna be looking for things to buy Mm. isn't it um I, I think I'm more influenced by like people who can style things really well and I'm like I want to wear that to this yeah. event at some point um I think having said that if I were more into makeup because makeup per unit is a lot cheaper it's like five to ten pound fifteen pound you know that sort of mm. price range per item I could easily buy a lot more makeup if yeah. that was something I gravitated towards it would it would cause me to buy makeup all the time because I do follow quite a few makeup artists and I just watch them because I think they look cute and they just they use like really nice color combos and stuff and I'm like oh you look great but if I were someone who's really into makeup I'd be buying stuff all the time because it would just be cheap for me to participate in that you know um what about you I just I don't find that TikTok is really really is that place for me. I don't know if I just don't engage with that content or it hasn't found me. But yeah, I, ha- I just it ha- it hasn't found me. Luckily, like that's that's not affecting my spending habits. Thankfully, yeah, yeah, same. And I I really really want it to stay the way it. Yeah, is. I want and and long may it stay that way. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I think it's TikTok's an interesting app for selling things because it gets the reputation that it's for just really young Gen Zs, Gen Zers, and it's really not. Yeah, there is so many people who are a lot older than us who are TikTok famous. Can we say who are in their sixties and seventies? And um, well, the guy, the guy who's representing the UK in Eurovision. That's only from TikTok. He's not. He's not in his twenties. Mm. Um, but also, it has now almost become like a mandatory field that a lot of influencers need to have. It's a TikTok presence. Yeah. So mm. it can't. It can't be for kids. Yeah, and also, like when we talk about spending those who have the most buying power are not people in their teens I think we've spoken about this in a few episodes past like a year ago or something um those who are targeted often don't have the money Mm. or they have to ask their parents for the money and those who do have the the means to really buy into trends and buy constantly um I think that TikTok could do a good job of it because there's a lot of older people who are on that app and um yeah have you bought an algorithm looking like (laughs) yeah yeah did your algorithm like give you shopping on tiktok um 
maybe we're just different. Yeah, I think that's it. (laughs) Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Style Over Substance, guys. Don't forget to check out our Instagram or Spotify to respond to this week's poll. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 